Greetings, this is Bob Ponderelli, co-host with Mike Sherrick of Into the Gap Radio, which airs Saturday afternoons at 1 o'clock Central on 1590 AM and 95.9 FM Chicago. This is the podcast version of our show where you'll get highlights of our most recent episode. We also do an Into the Gap unfiltered podcast, and I'll have more details about that later in the episode. Okay, let's get started. Here's my co-host, Mike Sherrick. So cool, man. Here we are. And... uh excited about this week it's been a crazy week hasn't it man it has been a wild week and uh i just wanted to just kick it off by saying what's occurring to me right now is yeah. that we've had people ask you know sponsors for the show say to, say to me is this is this show controversial <laughs> because you know yeah if it's controversial um yeah i don't you know how controversial might it be yeah and this is a very, very sensitive issue for us in doing this show to begin with, mm-hmm. because we're interested in taking the show not necessarily into the realm of controversy, but into the realm of, you know, what we're what we really don't talk about, yeah. or what we're not allowed to talk about, or <laughs> a frame of reference that, as I said the other day, yeah. Mike, honestly, I really mean this. I never said this to you, and I, you've heard me say it to somebody else, but when does or how far away might we be mm-hmm. from using the phrase personal responsibility that occurs for some people as a red flag as, of, a, of, a politi- of a political position yeah. that then we have to basically either, I don't know, defend, fight for... Help me out here. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think we're as close to the revolution as you do. And here's why I don't think that, okay? I don't think it is because to actually stand for something requires a certain element of, like, as you said, personal responsibility. And it also t- takes courage and commitment to step into action. There's okay. a lot of opinion. Yeah. It's creating a lot of the noise. Right. But I don't think there's a commitment mm-hmm. or the courage to take action. Right. So there's a lot of noise going on. Okay. So when you talk about controversy, I just called it up. Controversy. Oh, your microphone. Oh, <laughs> I got to pull the computer up. Controversy, giving rise or likely to give rise to public disagreement. So here, if we are. Did you say disagreement? I said disagreement. Oh, boy. So if you ask if we are controversy. Yeah. Freaking A, we're controversial. We're here to cause controversy. Yes. The answer is yes. We'd be laying down on the ground on our stomachs. Yes. To be honest. <laughs> As a good friend of mine said, I'll bend over backwards, but I won't bend over forwards, right? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, so yes, yes. And, but it's not, it's not conflict. It's out of disagreement comes catalyst. And out of, out of catalyst comes new ideas. And out of new ideas comes new ways of being and new actions. Well, or a new way of looking at an old idea. Absolutely, yeah. So that's, so yes. Are we controversial? Hell yeah. Give me some of that. Well, and, and do we wake up every day and go, who could we piss off today? No. No, no, no. not at all. And I'm not really, uh, you and I have discussed this also yeah. in the past, which is um, it would be as bad as uh, making art for the sake of freaking people out. Yeah. With like, you know, like, yeah. you know, you, you're, you, you have some anomaly on your body. Listen, and you decide poor. to do yeah. performance art because when you when you're naked and you're doing and you show off your anomaly on your body, yeah. it really makes a juicy impact. So yeah. do that, and we could call it art. That's not what we're doing. Yeah, 
Yeah, we're not doing this for the sake of raising people's ire. No. But we are interested in raising attention, I would believe. Well, and or, I also... Awareness, maybe? Yeah, and, and it's a call to action for people to be self-aware. Yeah. Right? And to become self-aware, you have to get that maybe you're not aware. So to, to become not aware is you got to break the numbness. you got to get unasleep. you got to wake the hell up. And you got to start asking questions you wouldn't normally ask. That's all it is. So that, by this definition, is then controversial. Are we out to be conflictual? Is that a word? To be engaged yeah, in conflict? Word, but yeah, I, get you. I just made it up. Me yeah. and Harold Washington okay. are good at that. But, you know, are, are we out to create conflict? Absolutely not. Right. The intention is actually to bring people together. Um, under what I call, if I may, I'm editorializing here, mm-hmm. but, you know, there are documents that unite us as a culture. Yeah. It's the Declaration of Independence. Constitution's one. U.S. Constitution. Yeah. yeah. And the Bill of Rights. Yeah. I think that all of Americans or most Americans, even those in denial of that, mm-hmm. would have to ultimately succumb and say, well, that's kind of true, isn't it? Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. if a cop spot stops me, yeah. he's subject to the Constitution and so am I. Yeah. And and so on and so on. Right, right down to, yeah. you know, what we commonly accept as civil discourse, civil order. Yeah. You know, civility. Yeah. Civitas, as the Greeks would say. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, we are a little, I guess we... Listen, we're not intending to be controversial, and can we be controversial? Hell yeah, right? Well, I, and I think the the reason why we're bringing this up, yeah. Okay, so I'm just gonna say, so the theme for this week's show is getting stuff done, making stuff happen, making stuff happen, right? Yep. And uh, also, the nonlinear when, nature of performance is a subtitle. Awesome. Yeah. And I have to tell you, uh, so they think we wing this stuff, right? We don't. There's like all this thought that goes into it, all this training and everything, you know? It takes incredible dexterity for us to occur, like kind of numbskulls, right? <laughs> you know, if we weren't in the conversation all week right. together, right? I don't think we would be able to be remotely cogent or he even here. You use such awesome words, well, dude. Just saying. I, I got to say. So I, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, John Maxwell, management guru, who, who uh, he asked me this on the way here. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the show about? I said, making. Making stuff happen. Making stuff happen. Yeah. And he said, I said, do you have any comments you want to make? He goes, yes, Bob, just keep moving. And that's an essential part of it. And it really is an essential yeah. part. Yeah. And we're going to, we're going to get much more in depth about what it's about. Cause it's, you know, again, the thing that I'm always going to bring is the thought that yep. informs the action. Okay. Right? So keeping moving is essential because yes. too many people strategize. Do you know anyone who does that too often? I'm, I'm never. Yeah. Not me. So, so too many people sit there and, and just strategize. Yeah. And, and, and some people, you know, and then there's the Nike phrase, which I despise Nike, just go do it or whatever it is. Right. So somewhere in between that. And, right. and what was great this week that I really came away was um, – and this has to do with our guest next week, right? Mm-hmm. Is the combination of the experiential and the rational. Right? Okay, yeah. And exactly, yes. Go on, right. please. Thank you, yeah. And, and so I've really been, and, and you know, after we had that conversation and you brought it up to, you know, at, that's foundational to critical thinking. Right. The language that I would use yeah. is that's actually what happens when we integrate both sides of our brain in neuroscience, right? Okay. The left side of our brain is the rational side. Yes. The right side of our brain is the artistic side, right? The feeling Correct. side, the experiential side. Yep. So mm-hmm. when you put those in balance, mm-hmm. that's when we're operating optimally, right? Correct. 
And that's what you would refer to as critical thinking. Critical thinking. And I would yes. refer to it as integration, right? Yes. And it's just different ways of looking at it. And, right. And I think that's ultimately when we get down to what we're doing, and we especially yeah. when we're talking about making stuff happen. Yeah. It's it's really how do we integrate mm-hmm. all of us? Yep. And it's not just integrating, like it starts with ourselves and our own self-knowledge, but yeah. it's also with the rest of the systems we have around us. So yeah, it's cool. So you want me to just jump on a few yeah, uh, we gotta get news into, items yeah, just for we don't want, Yeah. Are okay. we going to talk about uh, Representative Omar and and how she said at the root of all causes, you know, Is, straight white men? She didn't even say straight white men. She basically she just said, said white, men. white men are white the men. most dangerous. Most, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that, Shout out to and that Representative we, Omar. We, we have much more to fear from from them. And um, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to- Good thing she's not a racist or anything. No, yeah. not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know where to go with her. <laughs> Because, you know what? We probably well, went far enough. I, I, I really want to call to the audience to yeah. go ahead and do some research, particularly within the mm-hmm. the realm of the citizen journalist movement yeah. in this, in, internationally, really, yeah. Yeah. but specifically in the U.S., about this person's background. Oh, it's yeah. unbelievable, including her father. Mm-hmm. It just came out that I read this morning. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of some seriously bad stuff in her background yeah. where I have no idea how people like her get elected to office. Well, so. she's in a community where, you know, a lot of Somalian refugees were, yeah, refugees were, were brought. So, you know, she represents this Somalian community. 80,000 people or something yeah. were moved into Minnesota yeah. Yeah. specifically. Mm-hmm. And then they basically voted for her for yeah. obvious reasons. S- same thing with, Representative Tlaib, she lives in a part of Dearborn, Michigan, right. that has a high Palestinian population. Yeah. So, so it's 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 not unlike, you know, how did uh, uh, LaGuardia get elected mayor in New York back in the '30s? Right, he was it, it was a huge Italian, right, contingent that voted mm-hmm. for him. So, I mean, that's kind of what it where it comes from. Yeah. I don't have a problem with her being. A representative. I got a problem with what she stands for and the stuff she says. I have a problem with her being a representative, in spite of number oh. one, what she ba- her basic position is, mm-hmm. which ought to be in support of the United States, We're up where first you and foremost. But then I also, you know, the fact that she married her brother and some really weird stuff in her background. Yeah, yeah, but she you know, again, you get the ru- you get the government you you vote for, right? Right, right. And so the people of Minnesota selected her. And well, they allowed other things to happen to allow her to get elected yeah. and so, so forth. You know, that's yeah. that's the gift that Minnesota gives us. And we can go on a whole show about Minnesota, but uh, that, yeah. that's one of the gifts of the great state of Minnesota. Thank you very much. Right. UK yeah. politician who pushed for gender neutral bathrooms is charged with nine counts of child sexual abuse. <laughs> So British politician, oh, David Smith. You're from making Ma- this stuff up. No, I'm not. Okay. Yeah, this is real stuff. This guy who was an advocate for gender, gender neutral bathrooms mm-hmm. in the community was charged with nine counts of sexual molestation of a child. And Oh, nice. Um, you know, I, I, I just, I'm not going to go into editorializing. This, we're just reading these because we're, we're talking about... Um, Using critical thinking. Yeah. And identifying to, cultural conditions that exist. And right. And not stepping over them and looking at right. it. Right. And then using critical thinking to ask the question, like, well, how did this happen? Right. Yeah. Here's another one. And this is, this is a juicy one. Mm-hmm. So Microsoft, okay, so this is basically the headline. Uh, Microsoft invests $1 billion to create a world-saving artificial intelligence. And he's working with uh, Elon Musk along with it. Mm. Oh, he's not a mad scientist. <laughs> Uh, Microsoft's latest goal is the stuff of sci-fi novel, novels to build an AI that's smart enough to run society mm. and solve our most pressing problems. 
On Monday, the company said it intends to lay the foundation for its creation by investing $1 billion into OpenAI, a San Francisco-based company founded by Elon Musk. Now, but this is the thing about the critical thinking I'm trying to get across. What is the purpose of humanity, then? So, it's called AGI, Artificial General Intelligence. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So, AGI is far more ambitious than what has happened previous. Mm-hmm. Imagine a computer smart enough to master one field and then another and then another and then using that knowledge for the betterment of mankind. What could go wrong? (laughs) The creation of AGI will be the most important technological development in human history with the potential to shape the trajectory of humanity, says. Uh, This is the best part. Our mission is to ensure that AGI technology benefits all of humanity. Mm. Now, this is the thing. What triggers me, mm-hmm. and not emotionally, but yeah. intellectually, is whenever anybody says, it's a world that works for everyone. Yeah. All. You know, like everybody. Really? Everybody? You know, I was in a room once and this lady gets up and says, I'm going to eliminate violence from the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. And I looked at her and I was like, well, who are you going to shoot first? <laughs> okay, so this whole thing about unanimity and total, you know, well, complete envelope of whatever right there you know i'll I, I tell you i so mother Teresa's I goal call bs on that mother Teresa's goal was to end all hunger okay okay now see th- this is where you get into the whole thing and it gets into the strategy versus what you're going to do so so mother Teresa had was really clear there was no way she was going to end all hunger okay okay but what it was was that vision kind of created the mindset in which she did her work. Okay? Okay. So it's to end hunger for everybody. Oh. Yeah. To, you know, and Bob just got a note to mute his phone. It's been banking and banking. Thank you. Yeah, so anyway, uh, but that's that's the whole idea. Yeah. So some of this universality or whatever the word is, Mm -hmm. It, it's it's to create a perspective and a mindset that sets the operating condition about. But what you're talking about is an actual goal. Well, yes, that's what know? I'm saying. And 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 it create a structure. And I'm really curious what like you know my position on AI. I'm not a big fan. I think, but the horse is out of the barn. Oh yeah, it's it's way too late to be concerned about it now. Right. You know. So it it's. Um, I think what we have to do is we have to be very responsible with it now. And I think this is where we're going to need you know. And again. As it, it, it's become, it's going to be a big issue. Well, you've encountered this yourself before, Mike, mm-hmm. with with people that you were working with, your yeah. clients, mm-hmm. other people in the personal development realm, development realm, where there's this complete like, it's it's like magical thinking. Yeah, it's like no one's left out. We're getting, in other words, uh, like a buddy of mine who came from uh, communism. He said yeah. the mantra, the unspoken mantra was, uh, if you if you don't know, we will teach you. Yeah. If you, if you, if you, if you don't know, we'll teach you. If you cannot, we will help you. If you will not, we will make you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's the, that's the, to well, me, what likely happens in these kind of scenarios where there's no, nobody's left out. Well, and if, and the thing is, see, part of it, Bob, is we, is what we get down to is yeah. nobody's left out, but, but really what's important and what, you know, you've mentioned a number of times and, and the thing, you know, the whole idea behind the uh, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, the it's, about, it's about individual responsibility. And that's where 
See, through in, and this is what I believe, where through individual responsibility and self-awareness, mm-hmm. then we get to actually do the work and learn and become the highest level of contribution we can be. Yes. And that's how you get there. You don't get there by someone creating a structure and you sit back and you play video games all day. Right. You know, you don't get there by someone else doing stuff for you. Right. You don't get there by the state taking care of you. Right. You don't get there, you know, that's where independence, and am I a little bit too much of a Marlboro man? <coughs> Possibly. You know, Excuse I'm me. open to that conversation, right? But it's really about what, you know, where is everyone got a say in a say in their world? And when we talk about making stuff happen, yeah, that's what that's ultimately what life is about. And it begins with your say in the matter, your word in the matter. Yes. Right? That's right. the beginning of it. And that we all have that word. We all have at least right now. Yeah. Well, and that that's what this show is about is making sure that we all have a say in the matter of our own lives right. and we have the ability to have a say in everything that affects us. Right. That's that's the deal. Exactly. It is the deal. And Whereas, for example, if somebody wants to take your right to defend yourself, mm-hmm. let's say, for example, um, you know, your right to defend yourself mm-hmm. remains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely it does. Yeah, and that there is a connection between your right to speak and say, speak your piece mm-hmm. And defend yourself. Yeah. And right now, I don't see that people see that connection as much as we used to or, or as much as it's possible I'll, to see. I'll tell you what. I was one of those guys who uh, took the Bill of the bill of Rights for granted and the Second Amendment for granted. I really was. I was like, ah, oh, that's never, never going to happen. So did I. You know? And I have recently really it's, noticed- It comes from being overfed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it probably does. Just saying. It probably does. It, yeah, you know, and I'm not exaggerating. Honestly, no, God, I really no, mean I that. get it. Yeah, we're really comfortable. Absolutely, oh, that's, that's not going to happen to us. Right? No, nah, they're not. Somebody's gonna got that handled. It's handled. They got it's handled. They're taking care of that for me. Yeah, and then my brother, who happens to listen to the show, you know, he's he's got a different perspective a little bit, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I've actually like listened to the things he says, and he's my brother's. You know, he's a patriot, man. Yep. And he wears a MAGA hat, and, you know, and he's got, you know. Well, he actually put his patriotism to the ultimate test, well, yeah. which is with his body and the life that his, yeah. his live body. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so that's, he's got a completely different perspective. While he was doing that, I was in Berwyn somewhere drinking beer. Absolutely. Right? So, so that, that's a different perspective. And I've started listening to some of this and to talk to him as a, an E-ride, you know, cause he mm-hmm. hits all fields and, you know. He's got different perspectives, right. and it's he's brilliant. He'll be here in a couple of weeks. Oh, cool! He's going to nice. be at the fantasy football show. He'll be oh, okay, awesome! But oh, um, yeah, that'll be a trip. I, I want you guys to meet because oh. that'll be hilarious. But uh, but it's that perspective is really and, and other people too. My buddy Frank is yeah. is another guy who mm-hmm. really is it, it, not only is he a Frankie th- from the book, Frankie from the book. Yeah, oh. he's another guy who is <laughs> a patriot and also. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a, you know, really aligned with the Constitution, Bill of Rights, and the whole thing, right? Yeah. And so, and if you are aligned with the Constitution, Constitution and the Bill of Rights mm-hmm. and the whole thing, as you say, yeah, you're already now an oddball in certain parts of Absolutely. the country. Yeah. Yeah. And largely, it's bigger cities like Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, where um, things are taking a turn toward. I mean, uh, from what I can see. Much more socialist perspective politically. And, and again, I, you know, I I'm shared. Being generous. Well, I shared with you, you know, the first time I got a glimpse of this, TEDxIIT. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, 
I went to it. I wanted to be a speaker. Didn't get accepted as a speaker, but I went to it. And I had a few other friends of mine who were speakers. Right. And a, a lot of the speakers were professors from IIT. Yeah. Architecture, urban planning. Yeah. Uh, what's some of the other stuff that some of the other um, disciplines in there? But yeah. Sustainability, but, environment. Yeah. Uh, so there were all yeah. these people. Sociology. Well, they didn't have any sociology professors, but okay. they were all like, I think they had a chemical engineer and they had okay. a geological engineer and they had mm-hmm. urban planning people and architects and stuff like that. Okay. And there was this consistent bend towards socialism. And, I, and it wasn't political per se. Okay. It was structural. What does that mean? If it's shared, not... uh, shared services. Okay. All kinds of shared services. Oh, right. The water taxis yes. and the moving high. And our new you know, sharing economy. Kind the of the, the yeah. connection to the high rises. The Ubers and the, you know? yeah, shared rides. And all that stuff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I started seeing not like from, oh, yeah, that's right, right, but I get how the mentality comes together when you've got people living in stacks. Well, you've got people living in very, very close proximity. It's easier or more. Well, yeah. It's very natural. Well, you think about an elevator and escalator in a building. That's right. a shared service, right? Right. When you think about mass transit, it's a shared service. Right. When you think about a water taxi, it's shared service. Yeah. All this stuff is going to, mm-hmm. it's going to pull to structural socialism. Yes, it, but there's a line that people pretend that doesn't exist, which is you come over to my house and take the rest of my mayonnaise. No, no. I get that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In my refrigerator. Hey, well, Bob, I'm going to take this, but I'm not going to bring it back. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to borrow a couple hundred thousand bucks. And, you know, don't worry about it. Yeah. You know? Right. I'm not really responsible for that. Well, I mean, in other words, uh, you got the $100,000 because you speak more adroitly than I do. Right. And I'm at a disadvantage, so I'll take 50 of your 100000 There you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that gets into... The line you're speaking of gets away from the structural to the mindset that informs the actions. Okay? Right. So the mindset for structural socialism yeah. that would inform the actions would be, listen, we should consolidate because it makes the most sense. It's the most efficient, most effective. Right. It's right? an ideological position. It's not it? really ideology. It's more functional. Okay. Okay. The ideological is, yeah. you know, we're all brothers here. And if you've got something and I don't, you should give it to me. Right, because okay. right? I because I'm wanting and needing and disadvantaged and I'm walk with, with a limit limp, right? Right, and and that's where that's where you know there has to where does the individual responsibility come in? You know, where does having a say in your life come in? Mm-hmm. And, and here's the problem: when people give up having a say in their life, yeah, they become burdensome to the rest of us. Bob Pontarelli here, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. We'll have more Into the Gap episode highlights after a short break. Into the Gap is on a quest for bringing self-knowledge right up against the glass of the great display window of life. We're also on a quest for advertisers to support this podcast, our weekly radio show, and our unfiltered podcast. If you'd like to get more information and inquire about rates, please contact me at bob at intothegapmedia.com. Ecotech Pest Control is a local family-owned pest control company located in the Chicagoland area. We aim to provide environmentally responsible, effective pest prevention and elimination to our clients following the principles of integrated pest management. From bedbugs to roaches, from silverfish to rodents, whether residential or commercial, Ecotech Pest Control will get the job done. Visit our website, ecotechpestcontrol.com, for a free estimate or call us at 773-570-0070 to schedule your service appointment today and tell them Into the Gap sent you. 
This is Into the Gap, the podcast, where we bring you highlights of our radio show, which airs every Saturday at 1 o'clock Central Time on WCGO AM and FM. We also recently introduced the Into the Gap Unfiltered podcast, where we pack the current cultural narrative into a sausage grinder of critical thought, and where whatever enters that sacred hog casing gets served up hot and juicy on a platter of freedom and liberty. Find it, rate it, and subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Our latest episodes are also available on SoundCloud at Into the Gap Media and our website, intothegapmedia.com. Okay, so the purpose of this show, or, well, what what gave the show birth were mm-hmm. conversations yeah. you and I were having, right. right? And we started saying, man, these are, these are for, this is pretty interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. We ought to share it. Uh-huh. So, um... We were having this conversation in the last couple of weeks, and I had some interesting interesting coincidences, quote-unquote, happen to me, which I'm going to share, which are very personal. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the things that Mike has been coaching me through is this whole idea of uh, having uh, centeredness between the two extremes that he had saw, seen me go through and to on occasion uh, regarding just really everything in my life, yeah. to be honest with you, where my daughter will really point it out. But so there's this, you know, okay, so in the realm of critical thinking, right, mm-hmm. there's, you know, um, you know, I will dominate other people mm-hmm. to get what I want without fundamentally changing myself or right. I'll submit to other people right. and kiss butt right. or smooch, smooch other people. <laughs> smooch other body parts, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Oh. So, so, so we're having a conversation and, and Mike goes to me, uh, Bob, geez. You're either completely begging on the one side or you're being, to be honest, somewhat arrogant on the other. Yeah. You know, and put and off off putting, you know. And uh, a couple of days later, totally uncorroborated, I'm on the Aikido mat yeah. with Hawk. Yeah. And he says, you know, Bob. Do you, you know what milk toast is? <laughs> I said, well, I know the term. And then he explained what milk toast is, which by the way, no one ever explained it to me. He goes, so when I'm practicing with you a lot of times, you're either milk toast yeah. or you're going to rip my arm off. Right. Like super aggressive or really just kind of limp. And it really was a really cold shower for me in a lot of ways. Cause I started looking, especially when it comes from two separate parties like yeah. that, the same thing. Yeah. I went like, oh boy. So I really, really was looking at that. And then you and I had a conversation about this show mm-hmm. concerning these issues mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. And I, you and I came up with a couple of distinctions that I'm documenting herein. And it's really, we think that they're critical to human performance. And one is that a disharmony with yourself, an imbalance, is mm-hmm. a constraint on productivity. Yeah, absolutely. And the second thing is that self-knowledge is the key or a central part of getting that balance in your life with regard to your general behavioral attributes, your platform, yeah. your, or as you call it, your default setting, or yeah. your frame. Rollo Tomasi would call it your frame, yeah. right? Yeah. So I just put in this bag at you now to, you know, share a little bit more about this whole idea and, and how, and, the, you know, what's the impact of that or how can we have people get... Well, you know, the whole thing... The criticalness. Yeah, yeah. I think I think this all begins... Mm-hmm. In self-knowledge and self-discovery. Yeah. Like actually getting yeah. how we show up every day. Right. Like you didn't know you were that way. No. 
And I didn't know that I didn't know. And I you didn't know. Right. Yeah, you were blind to it. Right. And I'd reflect it and then you would argue with me, which was my favorite <laughs> part, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> you would argue about how you weren't being a certain way. Yeah. Okay, good. And I didn't do that. Yes, yeah. you did. No, I didn't. Are you yeah. gaslighting me? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so there's that. And, and so we want to get just a bit how defensive and how unwilling we are to be made aware yeah. <laughs> to look. To look. Yeah. We don't even want to look. No. It's like the person won't look in the mirror because they're 10 pounds overweight. Oh, I still look great. You know? Right. I still look great. And it's like, it, it, so that's where it begins. And because we're so critical and not critical thinking, like not thinking that way, but we're so harsh on one another and harsh on ourselves. Well, the other thing you pointed out though, by the way, if yeah. I may say so, and this is another layer of the onion here publicly, yeah. is that uh, in many ways, Mike, and you could please go on about this, yeah. I would appreciate it, which is when we're beating ourselves up. Oh, there, to get there, out of jail free card. There's a smart rat in oh, there absolutely. somewhere. Right? Because then then, so, then people, oh, Bob, you're not that bad, or, or oh, you know, you're doing right. okay, or, right. you know, you're really a good guy. And yeah. people... Because pe- people can't be with people being unhappy. We all want to be happy. We all want to be right. comfortable right. as opposed to cho- choosing courage over comfort. Right. Right? So there's this absence. We talked about it earlier. There's this absence of courage. And courage isn't like having to pick a fight. Courage is stepping out of the known. Right. Courage is stepping into inquiry. Right? Cur- courage is asking. And when it, it comes... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was just going to add, it, it actually takes courage... To ask the question, hell yeah, it does. In the privacy of your own mind, or your office, or you're laying in bed at night, just getting to the point where you're able to ask yourself that question, not even publicly, takes courage. Yeah, that's my. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I know. That's what you know. As yeah. a coach, one of the great things about being a coach, like one of the real great things about being a coach, is mm-hmm. you don't coach people that are wimps, because wimps don't hire coaches. Wimps don't hire coaches, and I want to say more and editorialize, but I won't. No, go ahead. But well, I'm just saying that I, if you look at the that the results we're currently generating, mm-hmm. I'll put it to you like this: yeah. I think that my desire to work with you was mm-hmm. based on my interest in going further and further mm-hmm. away from what I was familiar with right. in life. Right. And what I was familiar with in life or what I have been familiar with in life is a level of performance that I kind of looked and said, you know, I have to be able to do better than that. Yeah. Right. And and what's in the way of that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other side of it, of course, is also coming out of the closet as somebody, when I say coming out of the closet, I mean like doing this show yeah. was for me mm-hmm. a big, what would normally be occurred to me as a huge risk. Yeah. Yeah, no, right. I know. And and that's the whole thing. And it's it's this perception. We're always like, we know what we got, right? And are we- it, Well, we think we know what we got. We think, well, <laughs> you, you you know what you got. Okay. You know, you know you know how much money you got in the bank. You know what your house is worth. You know, okay. you know that's yeah. what I'm talking about. All right. And yeah, but we don't know what's possible, but we think we do. Right. Right? We, yes. And and then we're, we're doing all this math in our head, all this strategery, you know? Without actually engaging, like one of the things that's going on right now in the world is with and this, you know, the, the curve I showed you, you know, and the breaking through the other side of this. Yep. One of the things that's going to have to happen is we're actually going to, you know, and this is really a shout out to your buddy John, mm-hmm. is people are actually going to have to get in massive amounts of of 
interaction, massive amounts of action with other humans yes. to actually generate the results they need. And the results, just like you experienced this week, once you engage in that, the breakthrough yeah. is off the hook. Right. You know, like you had a breakthrough this week, yesterday, yeah. in the last 30 hours. Yeah. Right? I did. Massive. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Not only personally and awareness-wise, but also like your business and everything else. Yeah. State changing. Yes. Right? And and that doesn't, I mean, and it it's it's not that unusual. It, it's it's not that unusual. Well, it happens all the time. I mean, Jordan Peterson talks about the fact that it's a miracle that the air conditioning is on in the building that yeah. he's speaking in. And he's actually really 100% correct about no, that. No, you're right. How is that possible it, that we wake up every morning and the water comes out of the faucet, yeah. the light, I flick the light switch on. All this gets, of course, taken for granted yeah. by me and everybody else. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, because that's what humans will do most of the yeah. time. And, and we go numb because we're we addicted numb. to being comfortable. We're, we're, you know what it is also, right. I want to say it's, it's funny. Um, I came to this realization mm-hmm. uh, from Michael Gerber's book, The E-Myth mm-hmm. Revisited, mm-hmm. where he says, it, you know, he, he, gets, he gets himself all whipped up and how exciting it is to have the exact same experience every single time. He, like he goes into this whole drama about how cool it is going to a hotel and having the hotel give you the exact same thing you got the last time you were there. But you know what? It's deep. It's much more deeper than that. The mm-hmm. reality is, is that people seek out familiar experiences mm-hmm. out of survival, not yeah. out of a You're sense right. of quality. And, oh, it, no. <laughs> I ate this grape. It didn't kill me. I'll eat it again. Hey, done. <laughs> Welcome to Subway sandwiches. <laughs> exactly. Have you ever had anything different at Subway? Uh, yeah, I have. I've had the whole menu, but I pretty much assume if I go in there, I'm not going to die. No, but you pretty much will eat yeah. the same thing you ate last time. Yeah. I, well, I do. No. no, do you know I'm like that? Panda Express. Oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah. eat the same thing every time. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, so corporate America has our number mm-hmm. as human being. Yeah. And they know we run on survival. Well, well that's so. that's it, Bob. It's it's our, like our brain, our amygdala yeah. exists for one reason and one reason only to keep us undead. Exactly. Right? And so- the thing is, the opportunity we have, and this is where the integration comes in, or you refer to it as a critical thinking, mm-hmm. is when we can balance both half of our brain and we can become self-aware, then we become knowledgeable. The, the amygdala is running the show and we can choose something differently. Thinking versus feeling. Yes. Right? Rational versus irrational. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. M- my needs versus the other guy's needs. Well, and that that's the condition we're in right now is mm-hmm. is. Culturally, one of the things that's going on is we've got an overemphasis on what I need and an um, underemphasis on what I can contribute. Right? Okay. And that's that's the next step in our development is we have to start switching from and understanding our needs are met. Well, I want to go cynical for a sure. moment, if okay. I may, because I just think Sean Penn is a major chooch. Okay. <laughs> and the guy goes to Iraq. Breaking out there, some Italian for us all here, folks. Thank yeah, you very right. much. Uh, you know, he goes to Iraq during mm. the conflict Yeah. because he's got a humanitarian thing going on. And yeah. I'm not trying to short the guy, mm-hmm. but you know what? 95% of the time, these things are all about the person that goes there and really have little to nothing to do Don't. with making any fundamental contribution to the people that are there. 
who really don't want you there to begin with. They would like your money, yeah. but they'd like to get rid of you personally anyway. This gets into the whole- You're part of the problem to oh, them. Oh, man, I know. This gets into so, the whole looking good. I mean, do you remember about 10 years ago, corporate social responsibility was a big deal? Yeah. You know, it was just- it's just cheerleading. It's just which, making myself look good. Which pushed us further into political correctness, in my opinion. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and you got all these not-for-profits that everybody wants to be on board member on. Right. And they're just being a board member there to network and make themselves look better most right. of the time. They're, I'm on a not-for-profit, not I'm actually on two not-for-profit boards. Mm -hmm. And the reality of it, one, you know, I kind of underperform on one because I don't live very close to the place, so mm -hmm. I'm not actually a member of the community. Sure. And and what I've noticed is there's there's a, handful of people in there really care and then it's the rest of them are window dressing and it's the 80 20 rule you know but right. yeah yeah so, so I, and and look i don't want to diminish because i have done work with sure. not-for-profits i have done no work no with, not with, for five for charity They're essential it's yeah. it's just that our i think are somewhat skewed well again it gets into what's the mindset you know, that's that's behind think, the action yeah and i think that like you said a few minutes ago our comfort blinds us to someone else's absence of comfort or, or comfort itself. You're listening to Into the Gap, the podcast, where we bring you highlights of our weekly radio show, which airs Saturdays at 1 o'clock Central Time on WCGO AM and FM, Evanston, Chicago. We also recently introduced the Into the Gap Unfiltered podcast, where leadership, lifelong learning, and critical thinking are leveraged in the service of freedom and liberty. Find it, rate it, and subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. The latest episodes of that podcast, and this one too, are available on SoundCloud at Into the Gap Media and on our website, intothegapmedia.com. If you'd like to get in touch with questions, comments, or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities, please email me at bob at intothegapmedia.com. The theme of today's show is getting, getting stuff done. Getting stuff Making done. Making stuff happen. Actually. Making stuff happen. Yeah. And, you know, what might be in the way of that, and as we discussed, Mike, the number one thing that's usually in the way of that is? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's usually ourselves and our relationship to ourselves. But ultimately, it's, you know, again, it's, uh, I, I'm always reticent to use this word because people get goofy about it, but it's ultimately integrity and our relationship to our word. Right. Right? Yep. And, you know, it and just understanding that we actually have, I think people don't get how powerful they are yeah and don't get how what comes out of our, their mouth creates their world and and how what comes out of their mouth informs their mindset is informed by their mindset and their mindset is informed by their experience of life so if there's a whole bunch of things they're holding on to a right. whole bunch of upsets they're dealing with, mm -hmm. a whole bunch of attitude they have, mm -hmm. a whole bunch of opinions they have that yep. they haven't expressed. Yep. That's going to inform the way they think. Yes. And I'll take it as, as a step further, being a good uh, a good partner, I hope, which is that it's who we're being. It's mm -hmm. the ontology. And, yeah. I, and it's, I don't want to throw on a $50 word for a lot of people, but ontology- You throw them around all the time, dude. On, you like Daddy Warbucks <laughs> with words. Come on, on, man. Ontology is the study of being, right? Yeah. So it's really what informs our thinking is our being, right? I mean, it's the right. whole point, right? Yeah. It is. It is. It's like, who are we being? And I don't think a lot of us, uh, and I'm talking, dude, I know some ballers, you know? Mm-hmm. And- I had this conversation with him about which you're one, but we're not going to go there. Not going. Yeah, you know, I had this conversation. I was just talking to one before the show today. Yeah, and he's always tripped up. I got to see him tomorrow morning. I got to 
get up, got to get my butt up early in the morning uh-huh. and go catch with him for breakfast because he's like, and this guy is a world-class baller. And he's wrapped around the axle. And it's because he's still unpacking the being versus his opinions. The guy's a powerful dude, man. Right. And he, he has some conviction. He has some convictions. And he's passionate. And he's a riot to be with. And he gets all twisted. And so he needs like a personal handler, which I think is, is, is <laughs> you're kind a of good, what's, You're a good candidate. I'm kind of like the candidate for that, you know? But anyway, but I, and I love him to pieces. Love, love, love this guy and respect the hell out of him, right? And he hasn't, he hasn't gotten the idea of being fully yet, you know, what being is and who and how you can choose who we be in the, in the moment. So when you use the term baller, speaking of terms, this is somebody who is, is a person that is uh, fairly obsessed about not only making stuff happen mm-hmm. and getting stuff done, so mm-hmm. to speak, but they're looking at uh, at bigger at big things to get all the done. time. The, the level scale stuff, the level of engagement stuff. this guy operates at is yeah. pretty intense. Right, stuff know. that would intimidate your average person yeah. is not. These guys don't get stopped by that. No, this guy's in. You know, he's mm-hmm. a he's a developer. Mm-hmm. You know, ten figure deals. Yeah, you know, right. Mm-hmm. That doesn't freak him out. Right, other stuff does. However, as you like to yeah. point out, you know, at one point. He just didn't jump into 10-figure deals. At one point, he was doing smaller things. Yeah, of course. And he, you know, it's that incremental, yeah. Yeah. you know, arc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes a difference. Yeah. So that's really what this is about. It, you know, ultimately, you know, the, the idea between making stuff happen is, yes, what your friend John said, yeah. which is just be in action. Keep but it's moving. also be aware of what's informing the actions, right? Right. Like what... So if you're in action from a state of fear or panic yep. or upset yep. or scarcity, yep. the result's going to be far different than if you're in action from a place of vision, from a place of contribution, right. from a place of making a difference, from an idea. Right. You know, you can see how the approach is going to be different. Right. And then the actions will be different. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, some of the stuff uh, that has happened to me this week, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. You know, you, you kind of feel like when stuff like that happens, are you riding, are, you know, there's this fine line between the hapless mm-hmm. and then being open, mm-hmm. right, to something. Mm-hmm. In other words, open to something happening mm-hmm. versus not seeing the, you know, yep. the slap to the left side of the head mm-hmm. from somebody, you mm-hmm. know, which is the hapless part. Yeah. Um, Can so, I just say something about your journey this week? Sure. Do you know when the breakthrough <laughs> happened? Is this going to make me perspire? Yeah. It happened when you embraced your humanity. Oh. Oh, that one. That one. <laughs> <laughs> right? And when took- I embraced my humanity, meaning I accepted the worst and best parts of myself. Yeah. That kind of humanity. That kind of humanity. And you went and you put your ego aside. Right. And you went and you applied for something that you didn't want to, but you knew you should. Right. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to coming from, you know, well, bluster. From, from knowing something. Yeah. Yeah. Just... And, um, you know, I was, I was on the mat with uh, a person today in Aikido. That sounds a little bit pornographic. And I have this know. thing. Yeah. I have this thing. <laughs> what would occur to you like that? But we won't go there. So... I have this thing that I do with, with partners in Aikido where I go, where I can see that this person was an A student in yeah. school. Yeah. 
And A students really, really do. They're great students, and they and they really try to get it right. Yeah, right. Yeah, and they get in their head, mm-hmm. and and it's a really magical thing when I call them out and say, "You're an A student, weren't you?" Yeah. Like, yep. You know, it's so funny when you, as soon as you start talking about that, that made me think of, you know, I got it in front of me the book, you know. Yeah. And the four guys from Berwyn. Yeah. Right. Yep. One of the, a couple of those guys are pretty good students. Yeah. But. More importantly, they're really shrewd guys, you know, and um, it it really made me realize those conversations I had with those guys and what made our experience so unique. It wasn't having it be in our head; it was taking it to the to the mat, shall we say? Yes, you know. Yes, and I would like to know how many of the four of you who got arrested the most. <laughs> <laughs> That's a BS or, question. Or at least frisked or stopped <laughs> or, or yeah. inquired into. Everybody, yeah. he just put his glasses back. He just put his sunglasses back on. I want you to know. You okay. guys are idiots. <laughs> so, but, shut up. But, you know, it's about, it's about getting some on you, man. Absolutely. You know? It really, especially in the world today, if you're not getting some on you, and, and I, I mean that theoretically more than anything. Yeah, but that's the nature of living: is you get some on you, you go out and you get dirty, you get greasy, you get messy, you make mistakes, you expose yourself, you take a punch. You know, I think the uh, I recently saw this film, this documentary about yeah. this guy that climbed uh, El Capitan. I yeah. forgot the name of the movie. Yeah. It's really obviously oh free, free. Well, quick, we got to plug Rollo. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. So whatever. It's about rock climbing. And I think I relate that yeah. to what you're saying because it gets very easy to see that difference. Right. You're either on the wall climbing. Or you're standing With the, the risk of dying yeah. or you're watching the guy up there. Yeah. Oh, that's a really nice climb he's doing. Yeah. And it's a very black and white thing. Yeah, it is, man. So it's a distinction that's easy to make. So please, Rollo Tomasi or yeah. Rollo Tomasi. Rollo Tomasi. Yeah. Bob booked him as our guest next week, and we're going to have him on yeah. the whole hour. So He's the author of The Rational, the Rational Mail, Mail and several other books. Yeah. And one of the things that makes him somewhat con- controversial is that he's really calling men out on, yeah. uh, really through a framework of, uh, well, I want to say evolutionary psychology, but really it's... We'll let him explain it because right, exactly. he's, he's a brilliant guy. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to talking with him. It should be great. Yeah. He's made a difference for a lot of guys. Yeah, he has. Considering man. men and uh, are much more susceptible to the emotional crushing that a divorce yeah. can cause or a health condition can cause. Well, could, I, largely because we don't have to push babies out of our bodies. Right. I'm one, thinking. One of the things that I think is so great that Rollo does is he helps raise the awareness of what it means to be a man. Yep. You know? And and yeah. from there, then guys can be responsible and they can see. So thanks, everyone, for being with us this week. Hope you had thank fun you with all. us. It's awesome. Bob, it's great to see you, man. Congratulations kn- on the week. Oh, thank you. And, and who knows? Like by next week's show, uh, a man may be pushing a baby out of his body. <laughs> Please allow us to thank you for listening to this show, as we are only too aware that your support makes it possible.